Well, hello, Masterpiece women. Welcome back to the Masterpiece podcast. I am Tina Rains, and I am the host of the Masterpiece Women podcast, and I'm super excited that you're here today. So today we want to talk all about joy. Let's talk about what is the difference between joy and happiness? Have you ever stopped and really thought about what is the difference? So when we talk about joy, joy is really that feeling, that feeling that we all just long for in our souls, in our lives. It's not just about being happy. Happy is circumstantial. Happy is temporary. But joy is that feeling inside when the whole world is falling apart and you still have that joy. It's really finding contentment, finding satisfaction in everything we do. And truly, if you think about it, it's it's an incredible gift from the Lord. Not only are we blessed that we have this relationship with the Lord, but the joy that he gives us. And the Lord says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That is like one of my favorite verses. And I know that, you know, oftentimes when I find that I'm just having that struggle, I'll stop and I'll pray and I'll remind myself, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't lose your joy. Or when I'm getting frustrated or I have a situation in a relationship or a challenge and I'm getting frustrated and I can just feel my insides reeling up. You know that feeling, right? When your husband says something you don't like or whatever that might be. And you're like, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And it's amazing how when I do that now, I don't remember to do it every time. So I will say that to you, being transparent, I'm not arrived. I will still allow the enemy to steal my joy sometimes. And I have to go, no, no. I refuse. I refuse to let the, the enemy steal my joy. And when I when I take joy and I think about joy as the one of the greatest battlegrounds that the enemy has that he tries to steal our joy. Why? Because if he can steal our joy, he can distract us from so many other things that the Lord's calling us to do. He can distract us from the peace. He can take away our peace and our joy if we allow it. So it goes back to replenishing ourselves every day, replenishing ourselves with the word of God so that we find that joy. And so I was thinking about when it comes to joy, like what are the main things that um, really help us to keep our joy, to, to, continue in that place of pure joy. And number one, it's a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. I have a choice whether I want to stay in peace and joy, or I have a choice to allow the enemy to steal my victory, to allow the enemy to steal my joy. And every day we have to choose joy. We have to choose to be in peace. And Henry Nguyen said, joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every single day. We can choose to focus on all the positive aspects of our lives, or we can choose to live in that place of negativity. We can choose to be grateful and to look at all the great things in our lives and to find joy in the little things, to find gratitude in the little things. And I find that when I'm in a place and, you know, you just get those funks, you're like in this funky, you know, um, place and you're like, oh, I just don't have the joy right this minute. I just I'm struggling. And if we're being real, 
we all get there. We all struggle with that at times. And sometimes we all feel like we have to put these masks on, pretending that things are perfect, pretending that just so that we don't deal with it. And that's how I, for years in my younger days, would deal with conflict or deal with other things. I was just ignored. I would mask it because I just didn't want to deal with it. And so I learned over the years that if I would be intentional and I would choose joy and I would choose to think of the positive. And I look back on even, um, I had a relationship that was very tumultuous and it was, it was very painful and my joy was gone most of the time. I mean, if I'm being real, I would kind of let it get me into a place of depression. I, it really just stole that peace and that joy from me, but I chose to allow it to. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about us ignoring grief because grief is real. And there's moments we're going to hurt and we're going to, we're going to be sad and grief is real. And you never want to mask grief. You want to walk through it. You want to address it. You want to be real about your feelings. And then we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice to really choose joy, to think about all the positive things. And one of the greatest things that helps you do that is to really cultivate a grateful heart. If you'll cultivate that grateful heart, you'll write down the things. You'll just learn to stop focusing on the negative and focusing on the things you're grateful for. Suddenly your joy comes back, your peace comes back because gratitude can transform every single day of our lives. It can transform our ordinary days and turn ordinary jobs and routine jobs into joy. When we start looking at the areas that we've been gifted with in our lives, even in the struggles, and we start paying attention to the blessings, we start paying attention to the um, all the positive things that we have in our lives. Gratitude, ladies, I promise you does so much. And if you look at the research studies, gratitude, and I know I hit on it a lot, but it's because it's such a powerful tool in our lives. If we will focus on gratitude, it will help us to turn the routine things into joyful things, the painful things into joyful things, and it will change ordinary opportunities into blessings. And we'll see the blessings around us because of us choosing to be grateful, us choosing gratitude, us living in that place of gratitude. And um, I think I've shared with you before, oftentimes, you know, couples have their disagreements. Let's face it. Every couple is going to have a disagreement. And I started practicing gratitude with my husband. So now when I get frustrated with him about something or I'm angry with him about something, I literally stop. I take that big cleansing breath and go, okay, I am grateful about this and that. And I'm so grateful that he wakes up in the morning, does his studies and he's seeking the Lord every day. And, you know, and there was times that I remember when I would try to do it, that I couldn't find one thing that I was grateful for because I was in such a angry place one day when I was looking and I thought, 
I can find something. There is something because sometimes the enemy tries to just get us so focused on the negative and so focused on the difficult situation that it steals our joy and it even steals our gratitude. Like we're not grateful for anything. We can't even see anything we're, we're grateful for. So I want to encourage you to, to really stop and breathe and think about, even if it's one thing, he smiled at me this morning or he he loves on the kids well or he reads well or whatever find something we can always find something and that will help us to start change so I started doing that when I would get mad at him and sure enough when I would do that I would focus on the good things about him the things I was grateful for about him Suddenly the thing he did that just irritated the fire out of me wasn't as big of a deal because I could calm down. I could not be irritated. I could choose joy. And then I could talk to him about it a little bit later when I wasn't aggravated and I made a choice. I'm not going to let it steal my joy. Do I want to address it? Absolutely. Do I need to address it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's my stuff that I perceive something that had nothing to do with what he said. Sometimes it's me. And if you'll stop and take that time to just stay in joy, to stay in gratitude, then it's so much easier to reflect on it and figure out, was that me? Was that him? Do I need to talk about it? Is this something I just need to let go of? It was something that triggered me. And Lord, let me walk through this and walk through it with the Lord. And so it gives us that opportunity when we stay in joy, when we stay in gratitude to have healthier relationships because we are focusing on all the blessings. And when we really, it boils down, ladies, if we don't allow the enemy to steal our joy, then it enables us to spread the joy to others, doesn't it? When we spread joy to others, what happens? It just brings even more joy to us, brings happiness to them because we're spreading joy. And Mother Teresa said, joy is a net of love by which you can catch souls. We can catch souls by simply them seeing the joy in us despite the difficult circumstances. And I remember one of my really good friends when I was going through my divorce, I was devastated. It was right after 2008, business was crashing. I was going to lose my home. I lost my family. You know, my husband was unfaithful. I was just hurting all these things. It was publicly humiliating. It was just so many things. And I realized in that moment, that I had to surrender my life completely to him because I couldn't handle it on my own. And I had been living um, a life of mediocrity at best. And there had been years that I had not really served the Lord properly. And that was, I wasn't intimate with him. And I was just not in a place that I could control joy and peace because I really wasn't living for the Lord or spending the time with him. It was more of a um, we went to church, we did the social things, but my heart just was still not completely healed. And I knew I had to focus on some of that. And so joy in that season was not something that I um, could do well. And I, I figured that out. And I rededicated my life to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm all yours. I'm all in. I'm I, My hands are open. Show me where you want me to go. Show me what you want me to do. 
And that horrible, horrific season of my life was when God transformed it. And so in that season, I learned how to um, find joy during those difficult circumstances. Suddenly, my life was filled with joy. And I was able to navigate through the, that difficult season, still had the difficulty, still had the circumstances, but now I had peace and I had joy that surpassed all understanding. And one of my girlfriends said to me, Tina, I want whatever you have. I've never known someone to be going through everything that you're going through because it was a lot and be able to just still be so peaceful and still be joyful. And I'm like, yeah, that's God. It's not Tina. I promise you it hasn't. It's but God, you know, and I had the blessing of being able to lead her to Christ. And it wasn't because I preached at her. It wasn't because I did anything. It was because she actually saw me navigate through those difficult times and keep my joy. And so and was I perfect? No, not by any means or stretch of the imagination, but I had learned that truly what Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength and our strength will bring us joy, right? So I had finally learned that. And as I navigated through that, um, what I recognized too is the only thing that's going to bring us true joy spirit our spiritual growth by really being intentional to be in relationship with the lord to really be intentional to have that time of worship and that time of prayer and that time of meditating on his word and being in intimacy and relationship with him was really the only true way to reach a place of joy versus happiness or when happiness wasn't there the true joy was and so when I think of that and think about the fact that I also chose to surround myself with like-minded people as well. Now, I still had a lot of friends that were not Christians. They were great people, but they weren't Christians. I didn't cut myself off from them. He says not to be in the world, I mean, of the world, but to be in the world, right? I still was in the world, but I wasn't of the world anymore. And so people were seeing a difference in me, which transformed my life, but it also help transform them. It spread joy to them. It helped them to see something different in me that I didn't have before, but God, but God. And so it was a powerful tool by just spreading joy and them seeing me navigate through my difficult season because I was um, truly in an intimate relationship with him now. And I have to remind myself though, it is a daily practice the enemy will steal my joy. And now though, it's different because suddenly I'm like, I catch it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to allow that. And somebody said at my conference, and I think I've said on my podcast, so forgive the crudeness of this, but one of the things that helps me to keep my joy and I think about is, um, you know, she said, screw you, devil. <laughs> I don't know. I like that so much as forget you devil. No way. Get back devil. Like, uh, uh, forget you. I am not allowing you and going into that battle mode. Like, who do you think you are? I've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I 
is to let you steal my joy. And when you get to that and you you recognize that you're losing your joy and you go into more of that battle mode. And maybe because I, that's my personality. Like I can be kind of strong headed. I'm like, when I go in that battle mode, I'm like, no, forget you enemy. You are not stealing my joy. Cause I am the King's daughter and I am victorious and I am strong because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I have the Lord in me and he gives me joy and you have no authority here. And when I go into that battle, when I go into that mode, it's so much easier to stay in a place of joy and peace because I just, I recognize that it comes from some place, right? Sometimes I have to recognize that it comes from maybe something God's trying to show me that is not healed in me yet. And making sure that there's no roots of bitterness, no roots of um, pain, you know, from the past or healing that needs to happen or unforgiveness or anything that might be still a root in me that might cause a trigger that I lose my joy. I have to evaluate that too. So I don't always give the enemy credit for everything because sometimes the Lord allows us to see things, to feel things so that we can go, "Uh uh-huh. And he's working it through in us for us so that we can navigate through that. And, you know, we always talk about the onion pill, right? Sometimes he just wants to peel one more layer of that onion off so that we can really be refined into where he wants us to be. And if you're like me, I had lots of refining. I'm a, I was a really big onion, had lots of layers to peel off. Who's with me in that? Like it did not come easy for me. And uh, I look at that and I look at, I look at, the Bible. And I look at so many people, including the disciples that went through the same thing. Think about Paul when he's in, um, he writes a letter to Philippi. He's going through all these difficult circumstances, but he says, what I want you to know brothers that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. He chose to look at his circumstances to advance the gospel. I look back at my circumstances and all my difficulties I've had, and it has allowed me to help advance the gospel because that pain was not in vain. And so remember when struggling with that, that, you know, difficult day, that difficult circumstance, that loss, that pain, it's not in vain, sisters. It's not in vain. Navigate through it keep your joy, keep your peace, and know that God's got something really good in store for you. And he wants to use it down the road. He will use it down the road. And it may be hard to see right now. And I remember that feeling. I remember so well thinking of Job, you know, Job went through all these things, all this incredible loss. And I remember thinking to myself, just change my name to Job. Like, praying out to God and crying out to him, God, going, God, I cannot handle one more thing. Here I am now, a single parent of four children, two of which are teenagers, and going through this horrific divorce, going through um, loss of business in my home, and just all these things simultaneously. And I remember saying to the Lord, I can't handle one more thing. You must have me highly mistaken for somebody else if you think I can handle one more thing. So God, don't give me one more thing because I'm I'm gonna lose it. I, I I I just won't survive it, you know. And really, that was 
how I felt. I felt like Job. And I remember he took me to the book of Job. And um, Job said in Job 121, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I remember so clearly going, okay, okay. This is not about what I'm going through. God is still sovereign. God is still so good. And um, there was a song that played that was said, what if the healer doesn't heal me? Will I still love him? What if this doesn't go away? And it was, um, can't think of what the artist's name was, but she was walking through cancer. And she talks about, am I going to love him anyway? Am I going to choose him anyway, despite the circumstances? And Job always remained faithful to God and found joy in his relationship with the Lord, despite of all the difficulty, right? And that's really where we want to be. We want to be in a place of no matter what the circumstances are, I will be faithful to you, God. I will trust you. I will find joy in my relationship with you. And I will seek you in all that I do. And then I think about James, right? He encourages what counted all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. James 1, 2. And I remember thinking, how can I possibly, possibly think counted all joy? Count it all joy. Like that scripture for me was so difficult to comprehend. And I would ask the Lord, Lord, I don't understand why you're allowing me to go through this. And I remember reading a book. It was Your Best Life Now. And it was, he said, don't ask God why. And that like stuck in my brain for so long because that helped me to find my joy of I don't know why God was making me not making me but God was allowing me to walk through these difficult times I don't know why God was allowing me the pain but what I know is that trials and tribulations difficulties are inevitable in life James knew that but he also knew that they could produce great fruit and that it can also produce great maturity in believers by focusing on our in eternal perspective, the inside, our relationship with the Lord. We can find joy even in the midst of those circumstances. And I did. And um, they weren't easy circumstances. And I know firsthand how difficult it can be from my childhood trauma poverty, sexual abuse, as a child, infidelity from my husband, um, narcissism, all these things that I experienced. There were times that I felt very broken, very hopeless. And I felt like I just really lost the world. And I really believe in my heart, had I not rededicated my life and surrendered my life truly to the Lord and started focusing on my relationship with him, that time in prayer, that time in relationship with him, communicating with him and reading his word and learning his word and surrounding myself with like-minded people. 
and worshiping him, even when I didn't know how I was going to, I remember not knowing how I was going to pay my electric bill one month in the middle of all of that. And just falling on my knees and worshiping him in the midst of it. Had I not done that, I would have never experienced the joy or been able to honestly make it through that without having that relationship with him and really seeking other women who are like-minded and um, serving. Because when I served others, I got my, I got my focus off of myself and it brought me joy to see people's lives transformed. And it brought them joy to have someone serving them. And even now through Masterpiece Women, that brings me such profound joy because I see so many of you whose God's touching your lives and he's transforming your lives. And I think about our retreat and it's coming back up in November. Don't forget to register. You definitely want to be at our retreat. Um, when we think about the retreat and the lives that were transformed and the stories that I've heard of how it changed people's lives, that just brings me great joy. And I know that all that difficulty that I went through, he did use it and he is using it. He continues to use it. And so if you're walking through those tough times, girlfriends, I just want to encourage you today. God will get you through those challenges and get with a like-minded community. If you're not involved in a community of women, join Masterpiece Women. We have an incredible community that will surround you, will love you, and will add value to you. But when you choose joy, you choose cultivating a grateful heart. You choose to spread joy to others, and you choose to focus on your spiritual growth we can find joy even in those most difficult, challenging moments in our entire lives. When we think about the examples of Paul and Job and James, they just show us that joy really is from the inside. It's not dependent on external circumstances, but really rather dependent on our relationship with God. And I'm, I can attest to that myself firsthand. And so I just pray for you today, ladies, that Lord, if any one of these women who are listening today are walking through difficult times, Lord, let them choose joy. Let them choose to dig deeper into their relationship with you. Make that specific time to speak to you, to hear from you, to read their Bibles, to worship you, Lord, because we thank you, Lord, because you love us all so much and Lord, I thank you for the Masterpiece women and the women involved. And I pray blessings over them and great prosperity and great joy and great peace and great love. Ladies, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great, great, great day. And I pray joy for you and I pray peace for you. And if I can be of service to you, if you are walking through a difficult time, you have my email. You get the emails. Feel free to reach out. I'm here for you. I will pray for you. We do prayer once a month. Would love for you to get involved in our prayer nights. We'll pray over you. If you're not able to join us the first, second Monday of every week, feel free to um, email us a prayer request. We'll pray for you specifically. We have a team of prayer warriors. If you haven't signed up for the, the retreat or for next month's luncheon, make sure you do. We have incredible speakers lined up. God's going to move as he always does. 
And we just um, thank you for being a part of Masterpiece Women and God bless you ladies. Love you tons.